Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. We want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is November 13th, 2023, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. And this hour is the journey, which is our weekly discipleship time. We are going through the book, The Bait of Satan, written by John Bevere, which talks about offense and how to deal with it. And today we are focusing on chapters six and seven, which are great chapters. There's so much good stuff from that. Tamara, let's, why don't you open us up in, in prayer? You can just uh, unmute yourself. I got your name right, didn't I? It sure did. Thank you. All right. Okay. I love it. <laughs> All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessing of another day. We thank you that we can gather together. It still blows my mind that even a telephone is amazing. We thank you for the the way in which there is such a rapid growth and a rapid ability for us to connect. So, Lord, I just pray your spirit is with us right now. As we open our hearts, we open our minds to you and we, we say, come, Lord Jesus, show us your ways, teach us that there's nothing that's not on the table. Let's go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See, Tamara, you're walking in the joy of the Lord already. I can see it. So wonderful. It's all good. Everybody, you need to hitchhike on that joy. If, you don't have, if you're not filled with the joy of the Lord, just look at Tamara, look at her face, and, and you'll get it. It'll, it'll transmit to you over the airwaves. So mm-hmm. good. All right. Susan Rao, we're going we're gonna to go do uh, chapter six, then we're going to do chapter seven, and then we're going to uh, go into our breakout sessions. So Susan... Give us your highlights from chapter six. Yeah, these these chapters are so good. I hope you guys don't mind. We're going to just jump right into it because I think that the value of us communicating and talking through these chapters is really huge. Yeah. Um, as I, you know, that I feel very strongly, and if you watch the news, we're moving, we are in a... Um, the times that Matthew 24 talks about where... Many will be offended and will betray one another. And it's really, we want to build up a culture in the watchman of trust and openness and a community, basically a healthy community. And that would basically, bottom line, that's called an ecclesia. The chapter six is, I can summarize in a very short sentence that um, I've learned that when the times begin to get very dark and you just want to bail out that's about the time of breakthrough and god is calling us for into and through the breakthrough why because he wants to develop our character and there are a lot of nuggets in this uh, chapter um that we could pull together but one of the key ones i thought because i see this all the time and i'm aware of it in myself And I have to go back to getting on my knees and repenting. But the way you leave a church or a relationship is the way you will enter into your next church or relationship. And that's a danger signal. We need to learn how to go out with joy and be led forth in peace and let God take us out of situations that are difficult. And as Fred and I have used to fly away from confrontation it was not fun (laughs) just 
sit back in time, let take care of itself. But over the last few years, we've learned to head right into it. And we've seen healthy responses because God has always given us the words to say and how to deal with the situation. But that's yeah, the yeah. bottom line for me is to just, we all have challenges that we're going to have to face because why? Because God's interested in developing our character. And so that's the bottom line from this. This is book. This chapter is really about pressing through the offenses, the darkness, the difficulties, and getting the heartbeat of God so that we can become and get into the character he's created us to be as sons and daughters of him. The technon is the child that is comes because we have a birth experience. Then the huios is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that, but that displays the character of his parents. And that's what God is calling us to be. Yeah, amen. I was just thinking when you were talking, Sue, of the saying, time heals all wounds. <laughs> That's what we grew up with. That is so not true. It's so if, not true. If it's you don't deal with the wounds, they the are not going to heal. <laughs> yeah. It'll yeah. come back to bite you. In the, it could be 10 years. It could be a decade later. And it's, it is not pretty. And it takes and it a lot of other people down with it. Yeah. And we could spend hours, everybody, yeah. giving testimony. Of how time maybe we should have a weekend together and we can all just let it out <laughs> yeah everybody's laughing because you know what it's happened to them yeah for real just to dovetail on what you were saying you were he bevere says in, on page 58 in the in the book here on chapter six he says this for as many as are led by the spirit of god these are the sons of god the the huios that you were talking about we can see clearly that it is the mature sons who are led by the Spirit of God. Immature Christians are less likely to follow the leading of the Spirit of God. Most often, they react or respond emotionally or intellectually to the circumstances they face. They have not yet learned to act only on the Spirit of God's leading. And so that is a, I, I think that's just important that we understand that we were not we're not led by our feelings. We're led by faith. And we have to be able to distinguish, not that God is against emotions. God is emotional himself. But we can't just act in our head and we can't just act on our emotions. We have to really seek the Lord and what is he saying in this and act only on his leading. And then on page 63, this is so good. Another, just another couple of nuggets. He says this, often God's plan causes us to face hurts and attitudes we don't want to face. Yet we run from the very thing that will bring strength to our lives. Refusing to deal with an offense will not free us from the problem. It will only give us temporary relief. The root of the problem remains untouched. And then he says, it's impossible to establish a healthy relationship with a person who has left another relationship bitter and offended. Healing must take place. In other words, it must take place first. So when we leave a relationship, or he's talking about leaving churches in the sense of being offended, leaving them in a sense of offense, that we take that offense with us uh, to the next place. 
and then it, it it haunts us and oftentimes the same thing that we experienced in the first place will the same type of thing will happen in the second place and and of course this is true in relationships you've seen people go from one relationship to another it's also true with friendships so this is just something and it has to do with undealt with offense and he just is making the point don't just leave a church uh because you're offended and expect that everything's going to be better at not, automatically at the next place you go now you may need to leave a church but but you don't want to leave you, you don't want to take your offense with you you want to resolve it before you get involved in the, in the next place I think that's all I really wanted to say about chapter six, Sue. If you want to go on to um, chapter seven and give us your thoughts on that, and then I'll add to that. So basically, wrap up is chapter six is about developing our character through the difficulties that we face. Yep. Not to run. Said, well, chapter seven is more about God revealing himself through his word uh, to us. It's, he did the example of Jesus and his disciples at Caesarea Philippi, and Jesus says, who do you say that I am? And they hem and haw, and finally, he, God reveals who Jesus is to Peter. Nobody told him that. Peter understood it in his heart, and it was the most profound statement, and it really changed the course of Christian history. It changed the course of Jesus' life. When Peter got that revelation within his heart, nobody told him that. And on the watch, we'll be talking more about it this next year too. I really want to see more posts that show a revealed word of God to people, not what somebody else said. Um, and that's all I want to say. <laughs> And we can, uh, he says on page 70, we can easily interchange the words root and foundation, for they both indicate the stabilizer and source of strength for a plant or a structure. A person who is not stabilized or founded on the revealed word of God is a prime candidate to be moved along by the storm of offense. So if we're easily offended, I think we need to look at what foundation we're standing on. Is it our emotions and our thoughts and how we look at life from our perspective? Or are we adopting an eternal perspective by knowing, going to God's word and developing the revelation of our circumstances through God's word? And he made another point that it's our knowledge of scripture is not the key. Obedience is. And obedience comes through that revealed word. And I would have to say that the revealed word, Fred, has to be scripture for us. But it's revelation of that scripture and how we apply it. That is the revealed word. It's not just a head thing. It's actually, wow, this is... God's word is living and active and it divides your soul and the spirit. And this is really going right into me like crazy. Amos right. 9 11 was such a word for me after that open vision of 
9-11 that I had on October of 2000. Within two weeks of that, I plopped right into Amos 9-11. I thought, oh my gosh, Lord, you're restructuring us to rebuild that tabernacle of David. And sure enough, if you're around that same time, IHOPKC shows on the line and then other houses of prayer begin to show up. And now I believe we're going into a different phase and a different revelation of that. I said that this morning on the daily brief. <clears throat> I won't go into it now, but uh, it may be the word for next year. Fred, that's it. Yeah, I think that the when he's talking about the revealed word uh, of God, he's talking about the spirit revealing to us something that's in the word or is based on a principle from the word however and he's saying that when we have that when that when god speaks to us that way that's it's really what he part of, partly what he's talking about is that we're encountering god we're having an encounter with god and he's saying that you that that when we really have that when we know that we know that we've heard from god that's something that nobody can take away from us and it's very powerful in that sense on page 69 he's I think this is challenging and, and we need to think about this. He says this, some things we need to hear from God cannot be found in the Bible specifically. For example, whom should we marry? Where should we work? What church should we join? And the list goes on. We must have the revealed word of God for these decisions as well. Without it, our decisions are founded on unstable ground. And then he says this, which I just said, what God reveals by his spirit cannot be taken from us. This must be the foundation of all we do. Without it, we will be easily offended by trials and tribulations that blindside us. And really, this is, to me, this is one of the principles that we stand on in the Global Watch and what everyone who's in the watch needs to apply. I, most of you are already doing this, but it just, it bears repeating. We don't go by what anyone else says. We really have to seek for ourselves what God is saying and whether what is being said by somebody is bearing witness in our spirit that it is God's word. So we have to be, every time we're hearing something, we have to be active. God, is this you? What are you saying in this? What is, we're, we're seeking after God. That is what watchmen do. And this is so we're not just, this is why in the Global Watch, we're not just repeating rote prayers. People can do that and that's fine, but that doesn't, but you don't really, you can do that and be completely checked out in your spirit. You don't need to be in God's presence. But if you're going to be a watchman and you're going to be on the wall and you're going to be seeing over that wall into the spirit in terms of what's going on, you have to be active and you have to be listening for God's voice. I think that's really important. That's We all know that's one of the basic principles of the watch. It's the difference between watchmen and intercessors. When you know God, then he says this, when you know God has put you in a relationship or a church, the enemy will have much more difficult time getting you out. You're founded on the revealed will of God and will work through the conflicts even when it looks impossible. And to me, when that what when he says that, what spoke to me about that was this that this is this relates to what God has called you to. If you know that God has called you to something, difficulties that happen in a completely different light, 
than if than you do if you're experiencing difficulties in an area where God has not called you or if you're unsure. So when God's called us to, to do something like God, God called us to Bakersfield, California, and he called us to the church that we're in. And so every time that we've experienced difficulties in wherever we live or in with the church, we've not said, oh, we're having difficulties. I think we need to move on. This is probably isn't God. We've said, no, we're going to work through, we're going to work through this problem because God's called us here. And it's either something in our own spirits or it's the enemy coming after us. And, and it actually strengthens us. But the key element here that we don't want to miss is what has God called you to? What has God called us to? And if we really have a handle on that, then we're then we can go forth with great purpose and great confidence, and and we will be steadfast. This is such an such an important area. So we have a, a breakout session question, or two questions actually. But before we do that, I just want to go to um, I want to go to Jenny Hager. Want to get your comments. Uh, highlights for you on these chapters, and then we'll go right into the breakout sessions. Fred, we're up to chapter seven. There are 14 chapters in this book. And every time I read this book, God's big spotlight comes in on me. I think I've conquered that. I've done that. And then the Lord showed me, no, you have not. And you'll bring up some <laughs> situation. This book is a really good book to be challenged by God, isn't it? I, yeah. I do think I need to be reading it thoroughly once a year because it's a, it keeps a checklist on us. I'm very interested in what he said about people coming to your church in that my experience as a pastor, people do come and they are wounded and they're carrying offence and they tell you after the first or second service, they say, this is wonderful, this church, the teaching's wonderful, the worship's wonderful, and then they'll bag where they've come from. And I always said to them, look, you're most welcome to be part of our family here, but can we suggest that you do go back and speak to the pastor and get it right with your, your previous church? Sometimes you can tell their body language and their aggression shows that they're really in a wrong place. And you're thinking as a pastor, oh, we don't want that in our church. We don't want you to carry that from there to us. Other times they might be really broken and need to be more sensitively handled. But this does change the atmosphere over our city. This offence between churches and people going from churches to churches changes the atmosphere over our city. Interestingly, this morning my husband was listening to Parliament, Question Time here in Australia, Parliament, and I couldn't help but think the whole thing is offence. From one speaker to another, from one party to another, the mocking, everything that goes on. This is the absolute opposite of what we, this is the difference between worldly government and kingdom government. It just really struck me that no wonder we run into so much trouble with our politicians and with politics because they don't, they need to read this book. They need to allow God to deal with them. I'm looking forward to just continuing being challenged through the next chapters. Yeah. Amen. So good. Susan, do you have any comments before we go into the breakout session questions? And No. Okay. I'm going to put it in the chat right now. 
<clears throat> All right, so here's the questions. What, so we're talking about the, this is especially focusing on chapter seven, the revealed word of God. <clears throat> so here's the question. What has God revealed to you about your calling? And then I said, try to articulate it in a few short sentences. So try to encapsulate it. And then part two is, what are the next steps that you need to obey in, in the calling that he's called you to? So question one, what has God revealed to you about your calling? And question two, what are the next steps you need to take in obedience? So here we go, Susan. Put us off into our groups. Okay, sure happy landing. We'll get you back around yeah. 22, right? Now, now, don't forget, everybody. Remember which group you're in, and then you need to pick a leader right away. Okay? And let point. everybody talk. Yep. Okay, okay, let's go. Sue, how many rooms do we have? Eight. Eight. Okay, very good. So let us start with room one. Room one spokesperson, go ahead and unmute yourself. Hey, that's me. So our group, we have an evangelist, a support person, a watchman, prayer warrior, and an intercessor. I think the most important thing is for us to, all of us, we found out that we all have challenges in our callings and we need the ability to prioritize and to listen from the Lord what he's mm -hmm. actually calling us to do. Because sometimes we're doing things that we're trying to do more, but actually we need to do less and come more mm -hmm. to him. Mm -hmm. um, also, some people have health issues, so we needed to pray for one another, which we did, and challenges in different areas. And also not to carry too much, but to give it to the Lord. Wow. That's that is so good. Margaret, so I was just pondering the same thing. There's stuff coming in with all the stuff that happening in Israel right now. And it's, it's quick, you can quickly get sucked into it. And it's, wait a minute, we need to sit back here and how best do we address this so we don't run ourselves crazy? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's good. Easier said than done. Yes. Uh, all right. That's great. Thank you so much, Margaret. Let's go to room two, spokesperson. Oh, that's me. Right. Yeah, our group actually had a lot of uh, evangelists, which I was surprised about, but that's cool. Uh, <laughs> so some people are very, have been having that calling a long time. Not everyone, but I just thought that was interesting. And uh, one sister shared a story about she's moving and how she just got a lot of confirmation. So even though that she has, because people have, she because she has fears about some of it, but because she has all that confirmation and she had like words from God and dreams and people's confirmation and everything that she's able to overcome a lot of those things and not to step into this next move with skepticism. And I thought that was very good point. And several people have, they want to keep good tracks of dreams. And I think they have a dream book and things like that. And God speaks to them or directs them through that. And they suggest writing things down as soon as you hear them. I think that was a good point. Yeah. yeah. My own was that I don't, I didn't, I had, I stepped into something. I I'm stepped into something thinking I was having uh, to be something that I wasn't. And then God confirmed it as I went, as I was took steps and confirmed more 
what I was really called to do so that I wouldn't have to feel inadequate in what I was thinking I had to do, but actually that wasn't my calling. And yeah, I was very thankful for that too. Uh, God used some, a weird way to show me that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, awesome. Thank you so much, Stacy. All right, let us go to room three spokesperson. That's me, Shanta. Uh, we had a counselor, a teacher, a businesswoman, and a server. So the counselor said that his um, calling was to talk to men and bring out their true identity and help them to learn about their fears. And, and also to ask the Lord to show the fears that he had himself. And the Lord answered, and he's growing in that. And the second one is to listen to God's voice. And as you're learning, even if you make a mistake, to be obedient, because the Lord says he works, all things work together for them that love God. And if you do it in obedience, thinking that you uh, this is what the Lord is saying, he always turns it around. Then another one is she did not know what calling meant. What do they mean by what is your calling? And she had she was suffering from hopelessness and the Lord taught her how to overcome it. And now she knows more clearly uh, how to listen to the Lord and uh, to hear him. And uh, the other one is he's a server and he's been serving in many ministries with promise keepers and as an intercessor for the city. And now he is trying to connect with a watchman because they are biblically based, he said. So he's trying to connect as the intercessors to the watchman and together serve in whichever place the Lord places him. And then, of course, the last one was uh, she was a businesswoman and the Lord said, leave everything and start new, really leave everything of the past. And then he took her again into full time ministry and into the marketplace. She was in the marketplace, but the Lord said, give everything up. But he brought her into a new marketplace. And now, no matter how impossible the situation is to keep trusting the Lord, and he always comes through. So that's what we were about. <laughs> wow, that's great. That's great. Yeah, when you know what your calling is, you can, whatever the situation is that seems impossible, if you know that's your calling, then you know that the Lord is going to, he's going to, he's going to be with you and help you to fulfill that calling. If he called you into it, it's not to frustrate you so that you can't fulfill it. So this is it's important. Again, it's important that we understand that. So that's sounds like you had a great group there, Shanta. Thank you so much. Let's go to group four spokesperson. Good morning. So in our group, we had prophetic intercessors. We had uh, a teaching calling. We had someone who is a worshiper and using worship as a prophetic tool. And yeah, so then and was somebody who is who has an apostolic gift and someone who has a, how do you say this in English, a warrior gift. For example, if you see something, then you would write to certain yeah people or organizations and let them know. But 
the topic of Israel was very strong in our group. I'd just like to be an advocate either towards the church or fellow uh, church uh, members and also to the government in some sense. And yeah, and then we were talking and, and trying to identify some callings and I am yeah, definitely also watch men and watch women. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's the summary from our group. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much, Petra. All right, let us go on to room five spokesperson. Yeah, that's that will be me. Um, we had a few different callings in our room. Um, we had one lady who has been called into evangelism and into a ministry of blessing in, involved in that evangelism and she's finding her way there. She, We did talk a little bit about reasons for leaving a couple of churches and but that seemed to come that it was in the Holy Spirit moving from one fellowship to another and or being taken out of the fellowship and brought back again and moved into a, into a ministry there. We had a couple of um, people that are watchmen and uh, see themselves as watchmen and uh, seeking to hear the word of the Lord and obey what he wants them to say to people, even if it means getting them into trouble, either with God if they don't or with people if they do. Um, we have a couple of prophetic people speaking the word of God um, with a holy calling and a global calling. Um, and we had one lady who's found herself in Israel and she didn't say it in so many words, but she has an Isaiah 40 calling where she's there caring and comforting God's people at this, even as we speak. And so that was a really precious thing. So well, wow. if I've missed anything, please tell me that that was lovely. Thank you. Great. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Lynn. All right. That was room five. Room six was our group. And um, we didn't... Um, I don't think anybody in our group really uh, labeled themselves as a particular thing, like an evangelist or um, uh, an, an apostle. Um, but there was, uh, it was a very good discussion. There was, I think there was a general consensus that of the importance of where our calling is spending more time listening to the Lord uh, for what he's saying and hearing clearly and not just doing a little bit more, just pulling back a little bit to just listen to what it is that he's saying and get direction from him. I think that was really important. There was one person who was uh, just struggling, understandably, with the fact that she has her calling but her family's not quite in the same place. And so struggling with how does she coincide or reconcile being a wife and a mother as well as a watchman. And, and so that, that was, that that's a, that's an ongoing thing in terms of calling. Then I think that there was also a sense of that God there's some things that are very clear that God's called us to, but then there are some things that it's not entirely clear, or God's just given us a little bit of a of a a vision of what of what He's calling us to, but it's very clear that the whole picture isn't there. And there was a lot of talk about this concerning Israel and what's happening with Israel, that there were 
at least two people, one of them me in the group, that were felt like God's called us to Israel in a different way or in a new way or in a deeper way, but not sure what that exactly what that exactly looks like. And that and we came to the conclusion that was okay to be in that place because we're Abraham's a good example that God called him out initially, but he didn't know where he was going. And that that as he went on and sought the Lord, that the Lord revealed to him step by step what different aspects of his calling. And it was very fruitful discussion. And that was I probably missed a couple of things, but those are the highlights to me. That was it for room six. Let's go on to room seven. Room seven, uh, spokesperson, go ahead. Okay, that's me. Try not to be too long-winded, Fred. We uh, had a really good discussion about each of the ladies that were there and nobody had a... Anyway, I'll just go into what the things that we did share. One lady felt she had a gift of um, discernment for others and that she, she feels um, that the Lord's been speaking to her about going into worship and particularly in corporate worship and that she needs to put a voice to that and activate it. Another lady feels that the Lord's rebirthing a situation and a renewal in her. She's been reading the book that, that we're covering and the word, and she feels very enlightened about it. She's also dealt with a, a very difficult relationship long-term with her mother, and the Lord's just told, uh, showed her just to love her mother and has helped her to resolve the past issues. So she feels very joyful about that, and she's moved on in that. I mean, it's a lot deeper than that, of course. And now she's trying to listen more to him and the word. She also shared she, when she's in prayer, she gets things in the spirit. She doesn't always share them with those with her because she feels that they may not understand. So I think she's got a gift of discernment there. Then another one has difficulty in her church and she feels she's called to just pray for situation with regard to Israel because she's approached leadership and not don't seem to be hearkening to to what she's raised and she's been there long term so she doesn't feel that she needs to leave at this point but just to pray and not not be judgmental or critical or put it to pen anymore and getting then you come to me I feel like I've been called to be a watchman I've had different gifts but um, I didn't share those but one of them is administration but which I thought for many years it wasn't spiritual enough um, until I matured enough to realize it was a gift and um, Lord gave me a word many years ago to be a watchman on the walls. I feel with my connection with Global Watch that this is coming to more and more to fruition. I find it's easy to pray corporately in prayer and it's possibly it's brought me more intercession, a prophetic intercession, but I've got to come to a place of spending more time with him in developing the watchman at home. So that's, that's it. I hope it's not too much. Yeah. No, that's great, Allison. That's I'm just laughing because it is it's a revelation that you can actually be be a watchman and be prophetic and be ad administrative at the same time. That those yeah. gifts are not actually it seems like they're incompatible, but we need to They are need, not incompatible. They're not incompatible <laughs> at all. So may the Lord give you great wisdom and blessing as you pursue that and in the watch. Thank you. All right, let us go on last but not least to room 8 spokesperson. It's me, Shana. Yeah, there we had a midwife, one midwife seeking the golden nuggets and developing them, connecting people together. 
Then we had prophetic healing and the great commandment, this gathering of chicken under his wing connected to Israel and mentoring. And in all of this was seeking the Lord first, positioning ourselves and seeking guidance and steward ourselves, letting the things go, maybe. Especially concerning prophetic and intercession, we need a lot of wisdom because when we release a prophetic word, uh, we get often defenses because communities are diverse and there are something sometimes roots which are causing offenses and we need to have wisdom to approach people, pray for them and approach them with, with an attitude of humility and value them and to take relationship first. But we cannot change the others. Always to have this in mind. Then... Um, and then situations are changing. For example, when we see when we are retired or in family situations, uh, not seeing ourselves in this situation only, but to see the calling because the calling is not changing. Even the situation is changing. And to get mentoring and to uh, receive also guidance from outside. Wow. Great stuff, Shoshana. I think that your statement about we can't change the others, the other people, that's so important to recognize that. And, and I think you touched on this, but one of the things that's really challenging when you're very prophetic and you give a prophetic word and perhaps it's not received the way you think it should be received, I think it's easy to be offended by that. And, and that is, that's a real, that's a real challenge for prophetic people for sure. And, uh, it is a, it's a challenge to deliver the word and then it's, it's up to the person and what they, it's, it's on them then what they do with it or how they handle it. But we have to be careful that we're, we're guarding our own hearts in that regard. So thank you so much. All right. We're, uh, unbelievably we're, we're at the end of the hour and we're actually done with the groups. Susan, do you have any, any final words or announcements before we close? Yeah, I just feel prophetically since the 24 hour thing happened i don't know if you've been watching it but the iceland and greenland the northern plates are shifting and there's they're thinking there's going to be an eruption a volcanic eruption mm. up there and i just feel spiritually something shifted over the 24 hour i'm still i'll write it out and then i'll speak it out but there's a shift happening and i want to thank everybody for sticking to it and continuing to build up the wall we're a remnant of remnants, but I also want you to know that you've got a trumpet in your hands and in your voice, and that there are others that may need this kind of a thing to find their strength and to come out of slumber into a stance that will be effective for the days ahead. That's what our goal is, to continue to feed us, to encourage us. The daily briefs are to feed our prayers with enough information that we can be effective in how we pray and why we're praying what we're praying. Um, I feel that we're coming to a very critical juncture in this war. It's hard to know what the word, what's coming out. I have to view the news feeds with a little bit of caution, but 
in general, we're following what's happening, but it sounds like the Shifa hospital will be certainly undertaken, overtaken this week. And that, of course, we all know is a big target. And then things are rising up in the northern uh, part of Israel and Haifa received a couple of missiles the, today. So all that being said, things are erupting everywhere. China and Taiwan is hanging in the balance. And again, Ukraine, Russia, I haven't heard much on that front, but I know that the war is still going. And we can actually, as watchmen, be crazy following all of this stuff. So my prayer is that we know our stance each day, what we are to contend for, how we are to, and some days, you know what, we're just going to have to go out and refill our tank and have some fun. <laughs> Take a deep breath. We have to. And so I, I just want to pray that balance into all of us so that we have wisdom and we have the ability to stand when we really need to stand and press in. Yeah. And I think this week may be one of those weeks. I don't know. I'm still trying to sort it out. And let's pray. Father, show us the direction this week. Yeah. We know that crises are coming. And none of us have been this way before as a group. But you are the Lord. You are the one at the head. And you are rallying your troops in the way that they need to stand. But I also pray for those who are in slumber to come out of slumber those who are satisfied to come out of their satisfaction and realize that there is more in their life. And I pray for those who are struggling with their past, that they would come into freedom to be a strong soldier on the wall. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sue. I'd like to have Shirley Momberg, I'd like to have you close us off in prayer. And if you would like to give a comment on the, this whole topic and the whole issue of the call of our calling before you uh, close, feel free to do that. Thanks, Fred. Yes, Lord, we just thank you for another hour where we have come together, Father, with hungry hearts, with hearts that are, are open, Lord, who are wanting to learn more, to know more, Lord, so that we can better steward what it is that you've put on our hearts and on our lives. Father, thank you for this incredible teaching that we are going through, Lord. M many of us have done this, but as Jenny was saying earlier, to do this again and again, we need to do it because, Lord, in these end times, we know that many will stumble and fall because of offense. And we ask you, Lord, to just help us protect those parts of us that you want to keep true to you. Lord, thank you that... There are some who don't know what they are called to do. There are those who know exactly what they are called to do. And there are those who know, but they're not taking the steps. Father, you know exactly what each person needs. So we ask for your perfect will and plan, Father. And we, we ask you for people to come alongside them, to walk alongside them, to encourage them, to inspire them, to motivate them, to call out the goal that is within them. At the same time, Lord, let us be sober-minded and aware of what is going on around us, but from a place of victory and race. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, 
Amen. Everybody unmute yourself. Amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 Amen